1: This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: On this busy Saturday here on 98.7 ESPN. Remember, you can get me on Twitter at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. So we got a couple of big football games tomorrow. Championship Sunday. And it's, you know, I, I bring this up a lot because you're, you're reminded of it constantly. You know, I, it took me a while to warm up to this because I kind of you know, subscribe to like the old school when it comes to the sports. But I'm loving the fact that the season gets dragged out as much as it is now, you know, by adding an extra playoff team, adding an extra game to the regular season, like dragging the lead, the season out another week. Like, I think that's fantastic. It helps bridge the gap because, you know, once the football season ends, it, there, there's football and there's everything else. I mean, all the other sports are great. Don't get me wrong, but there's football and there's everything else. Right. A lot of us would agree to that. So. You know, you you, you go online and you see all these things pop up on social media as to, you know, on on this date in history. And, you know, even the last couple of weeks, like, there were Super Bowls played on these dates, like, once upon a time. You know, conference – and I'm saying to myself, we're we're just getting into the playoffs here. And, like, back in the day, like, they were giving out the trophy then. So the fact that we still don't even know who's going to be in the Super Bowl yet, like, that's great. And then once the Super Bowl's over – It's the middle of February, and then pitchers and catchers are already in spring training. And then it's baseball, right? Then March Madness. It's it's great. It just keeps the calendar going constantly. I love that. But these should be two great games tomorrow. Not just because you look at the lines and that they're as close as they are. Philadelphia, last look, minus 2.5. KC, minus a point and a half. I mean, that's what you want from conference championship games. You don't want you know, a game between the establishment versus the Cinderella to where things could get a little bit ugly. Like, you don't want Giants-Eagles to play itself out on the big stage in the conference championship game, right? You want two games that are going to entertain from start to finish because, to me, conference championship game Sunday is like the last normal football Sunday of the year. And it's kind of bittersweet. Super Bowl is like a party, It's a national holiday. It's not like for the football fan. Because there's just as many people that take part in the Super Bowl stuff that could care less about the teams, could care less about the players, who wins, who loses, than, hey, it's a Super Bowl party. I'm going to go take part. You know, I'm going to this place, going to this guy's house. Hey, where are the boxes? Let me get in on that. It's it's like a social gathering more so than it is about the game. Tomorrow's about football. And that's really and truly the last day. And as I started off the show by saying – with these games and with these teams specifically would you be shocked in any way as to who comes out on top tomorrow you know whatever type of combination you want to talk about for the super bowl like if it's philly if it's san francisco if it's casey if it's i'm not going to be surprised in the slightest either way whoever wins tomorrow and i think that when you start off in that AFC game, even though that's going to be the second game. To me, that's the one that's a little bit more intriguing. Maybe because we saw this game last year in the same spot, same venue, same place, same stakes. The rematch. And I don't have to tell you that Cincinnati has had Kansas City's number for the last year. They've dominated them, right? They've been like that only team to be able to get the upper hand on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Beating them three times in the calendar year 2022. Doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter the stakes. They just find a way. And as we got done talking about with, with uh, our buddy Marvin before the uh, hour ended, the key is Burrow. You know, it doesn't matter who we got in front of him on the offensive line. Because remember, the Bengals' offensive line was a mass unit last year en route to the Super Bowl. It didn't matter long as you have that guy, that makes all your other problems go away for the most part. Really and truly does. I know that that defense doesn't get the credit it deserves. And Lou Anarumo, Staten Island native, doing a hell of a job. And why that guy doesn't get more love for head coaching interviews, I mean, I don't know what more the guy's got to do. But when you have the quarterback, everything else just falls into place. Now, look, it's not going to be as easy. And Cincinnati's going to have some challenges on their hands like... You know, down the road, they're going to have to, A, find a way to pay Burrow. And it's going to cost them the earth, the moon, and the stars, and rightfully so. But a lot of his favorite weapons, whether it's Jamar Chase, whether it's T. Higgins, I mean, both of those guys are essentially number one receivers. Right? T. Higgins could go someplace else, and he'd be a number one on just about every other team in the NFL. But you're not going to be able to keep all these guys. That's the risk-reward of having really good players and drafting good players is that, okay, they're great when they're on their rookie contracts, and you're not having to pay them all that money compared to what stars of that caliber that are established in the league get in their paychecks each week. But you better win when you have them under your control. And Cincinnati, to the credit, they're making the most of this. Like, for those of you that are old enough to remember, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago that Cincinnati was like the laughingstock of the NFL, you know, think back to the 90s, how bad they were, if you could remember that, in the early part of the 2000s. Like, they, they were literally a joke. They were the worst franchise in the sport. And they didn't have a clue. And now, they're one of the most well-run franchises in the whole damn sport out of nowhere. And why is that? Boy, the quarterback kind of helps out in a big regard, doesn't he? And Kansas City's got a guy who's pretty good, too. And to me, you know, there's this cat-and-mouse game going on all week long about Mahomes. And that, to me, is what really is going to determine how good of a game we're getting tomorrow. Because I know they're saying all the right things. And I know that you saw Mahomes at the press conference the other day, you know, hop up and down the podium and on the little stage there when he did his press conference and everything looked okay, and Andy Reid said that he's fine and the ankle is okay. But if Patrick Mahomes is compromised in any way, shape, or form tomorrow... That's another edge to Cincinnati. You know, if you told me Mahomes is as close to 100% as he's going to be, I might feel a little bit more confident in the Chiefs. They're home. You know, they got a quarterback who in his own right is pretty damn good. But it's back to what I was saying about Burrow versus some of these other quarterbacks and the Brady comparison. Like, Patrick Mahomes is a more gifted quarterback than Joe Burrow is. But in these situations and in these spots, you know, maybe Burrow is the guy you want. You know, he went into Arrowhead last year and stared down the Chiefs, won the football game, won pretty, but he got the job done. And it, it it's kind of emblematic of Brady earlier in his career. Remember, early in Tom Brady's career, he wasn't a guy who was winning MVP awards. He wasn't sitting there throwing for, you know. 4,500 yards a season and racking up 40 touchdown passes and all these things. You know, his supporting cast was not all that great. I'm talking about... You know, when the Patriots won those first three Super Bowls in a four-year period, you know, that was before the days of Gronk, before the days of Randy Moss and Wes Welker. That Patriots team was getting by, you know, with great defense. They ran the football, and you had a quarterback who wasn't going to shoot you in the foot and make the big mistake. Instead, he was going to deliver the ball when he had to, and he wasn't going to be phased by the moment. That's what Brady was early on in his career, and that's what I see almost in Burrow. So, really, any other team, any other quarterback, if they're walking into Arrowhead tomorrow, I might say, you know what? I like Kansas City. I think the Chiefs find a way to get it done. And the other thing, you know, that I think plays into this game a little bit is the history of the head coach. You know, Andy Reid, and Andy Reid is a fantastic coach. Andy Reid's going to the Hall of Fame. He should be there. Andy Reid is like, I think he's the only coach in the NFL who's had multiple 10-year stints with a couple of franchises, right? Philadelphia and now in Kansas City. I can't believe he's been in Kansas City for 10 years. It's crazy. You know, won over 100 games in both places. Think about that for a second. You know how hard it is to win in this league? Guy's got over 100 victories with both teams. However, been to a lot of conference championship games. But his record isn't, like, overwhelming. And I know that you would sign up for that any day of the week. Whatever fan of a team that you are. If I told you in the summertime, hey, you know what? Your team's going to be in the conference championship game. Would you take it? Damn right you would. This is five years in a row for Kansas City. That's hard to do. Five years in a row. But you know what? They're two and two in those games, and all five of them are going to be at home. Not just think about that. Not just being in five conference championship games; five of them at home. And this was kind of the same thing that plagued them in Philadelphia. Remember, they went to all those conference championship games with the Eagles, went to five of them there, only won one. And a few of those losses were at home. Remember the close down the vet game against Tampa Bay when the Bucks went in there and embarrassed them. It's just they, they they couldn't get over that hump until they finally did that one time. But Andy Reid's record in the conference championship games is what? Let's see, three and six. So does that play into this game tomorrow? I know that the chief players aren't thinking about it. They could care less. But you and I and everybody else that watches football does. None of us know how healthy Mahomes is. Because watching that game last week, you know, Jacksonville just wasn't ready. They weren't ready to win a game like that. That's why when Chad Henney comes in off the bench, when Mahomes has to leave the game there in the first half, and he drives that team all the way down the field, puts the ball in the end zone, you could see, all right, it's still the structure. It's still the Chiefs because the Jags were not ready to take advantage of that opportunity just yet. And even in the second half, you know, Kansas City kept that door open a little bit. They were were giving the Jaguars an invitation. Hey, guys, you know what? You want to come in? You want to kick this door down? Be our guest. One of the hinges is a little loose. Just beat the door down. Jacksonville couldn't. And they showed their inexperience in that game last week. But Cincinnati isn't like that. And that's why I said, if Mahomes is not right tomorrow, and if that offense scuffles even to the slightest degree, Cincinnati will kick the door down. Not only are they going to kick the door down, they'll take the damn door and they'll take it with them back to Cincinnati. And they'll take that thing with them all the way to the Super Bowl as a souvenir. Boy, this is good. I keep going back and forth with this game, really. Just like a lot of the betters have. Right? Because the game opened once upon a time, Kansas City favorite. Then all the money started coming in initially on Cincinnati. Then the Bengals became the favorite. And now Kansas City's back to being a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It's probably going to stay, you know, as is by the time the game kicks off tomorrow. I can't see it moving again unless we find out something over the next 12 hours in regards to a serious injury or something that happens, you know, when Cincinnati's getting on the plane. Maybe somebody trips as they're going up the stairs onto the plane and and, and they can't play in the game or something. I don't know. But this is what you're going to get. And I mean, last year's game came down to a field goal right at the very end. This is like a field goal game again. I, I, I can't see one team blowing out the other one, and that's what you want in a conference championship game. I know it goes against everything that I've been saying, but, and I don't love this pick. I don't love it. But right now, if you're going to ask me, which way am I leaning tomorrow after I've went back and forth about 20 times all week long, I just got a weird feeling that Mahomes is going to find a way tomorrow. I, I, I just, Yeah, I mean, yeah, th- that sounds decisive, doesn't it? It really sounds decisive. You could tell that I'm really all in here. Ripping my hair out trying to decide what I'm thinking in this game. But I'm willing to believe that the ankle's going to be okay. He's home. And he's not going to lose four in a row to that quarterback and to that football team. He's special in his own right. Maybe cut from a different cloth, different intangibles, different skill sets. I just don't think he's losing four in a row. He's too damn good. Chiefs in a squeaker tomorrow. Yes, they'll cover the one and a half. We'll talk about the NFC game plus your calls. 800 That's the telephone number. It's Grassa till noon right here on 9870 SPN.
1: There's plenty to tear your head around about. legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Got a little Knicks-Nets basketball action coming up right here on the channel later today. I think pregame gets underway at 5. Bing bong! The odd 5.30 tip-off on the Saturday. You know what it is? Because... You know, we've been spoiled the last couple of weeks having playoff football games on Saturday. And now that there's no football, you kind of have to make do with everything else that's going on. So, you know, if you're into your basketball, you got plenty of that. I mean, I'm huge into the college hoops, and Saturday's a tremendous day always for college basketball. you got, like, non-conference games today, too. It's great. Uh, so there's enough to keep you occupied. And as I said, it's a, it's a nice day outside. Go out, get some sun. You know, I think the sun actually stays out till about, like, 5.04 now. You know, that's that's a plus. You, you get as much daylight as possible. And then... You can sit in the house all day tomorrow and watch your football games, which, you know, it's our last big football Sunday of the season. You know, with these games tomorrow and as they take on a greater degree of importance, like they should at this stage of the game, you start to think about legacies, right? Because that's what guys play this game for. And when you think about what's at stake for the four teams, the coaches, certain players and whatnot, you know, if you're Kansas City, you're Andy Reid, you got your Super Bowl already. Same thing with Mahomes. Now, it wouldn't look great, as I said before, if the Chiefs lose four straight games to the Bengals. I mean, that's, you know, that, that Burrow-Mahomes kind of rivalry, which is really starting to gain some steam here. Because those are the two guys right now, right? I think we learned a couple of things about Josh Allen this year that need to be corrected next season or else. But I'm not going to formulate an opinion until I see a little bit something different from the Buffalo quarterback next year. Right now, to me, at least in the AFC, these are the two guys. These are the two preeminent passers. So this is that newfound Brady-Manning rivalry that we have with Burrow and Mahomes. Cincinnati, you finally want to get over the hump. You finally want to get that elusive Super Bowl. So, yeah, you best want to win this game tomorrow and give yourselves that opportunity. In the other game, You know, San Francisco, they got a chance to get right back to the game that they came damn close to winning back in 2019 season when they lost it to Mahomes in Kansas City in that fourth quarter. There's a lot at stake in this one, I think, for Kyle Shanahan and company. And, you know, it'll make Kyle Shanahan look like even more of a genius if he could get his team to a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as the quarterback and finish the year on what would it be? How many games in a row have the Niners won now? When you you factor in the playoffs, what are we up to? Like 12 straight games, I think it is. Imagine that, winning a baker's dozen consecutively with the guy who was picked dead last in the NFL draft. You know what this is going to do? Brock Purdy in the season that he's had this year for the 49ers, it is going to drive the ratings for the third day of the NFL draft this year like through the roof. Normally a lot of people like tune out on that third day because it's like, ah, you know, I'll check my phone and just see who my team picks in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, whatever. Now people are going to be like, Hanging on the edge of their seats to see who Mr. Irrelevant is. Because that guy can end up helping his team get to a Super Bowl. Thanks to Brock Purdy. You know, and if you're Brock Purdy, what does this game mean for you tomorrow? You win this game, you really think they're kicking into the sidelines next year? Even though Trey Lance is there and they gave up how many draft picks to go get him? Uh Uh-uh. No way. I hate to keep using a Brady example, but, you know, think back 21 years ago, what Belichick did with the Pats. Brady was the guy who helped get him to a Super Bowl, even though Bledsoe took over for him in the AFC Championship game because Brady got hurt, ironically enough. But he stuck with Brady, and Brady was the guy. Bledsoe was the face of the franchise. They had just given a huge contract extension to, but Belichick decided, and not knowing he'd become the greatest of all time, Belichick said, you know what, this is the guy who's my quarterback now. Things change in this world. What can you do? And I think that that's how San Francisco's got to approach this thing. Brock Purdy gets him to a Super Bowl? Hey, Trey Lance, nice knowing you. You know, we'll keep you on the team if somebody wants to pick up the phone and blow us away with an offer. Help us get some of that draft capital back, by all means. But it's Purdy's team. And in Philadelphia, you know, Nick Sirianni is still a young pup as a head coach. He's got a horrible taste when it comes to pizza. i I don't know what's going on there. like I, I I look at Philadelphia when it comes to food, Not all that different than New York. You know, we're still kind of in like the same airspace. Philadelphia, that's a place that, you know you you, you get a good, decent pie in down there. I don't know if I've ever had Philadelphia pizza, but I can't imagine that it's all that different from New York, right? So Nick Sirianni in the last couple of weeks, and and not only not only has he actually, like, done it, he's doubled down in the sense that he's been eager to share it with the world, right? Two weeks ago, getting ready to play the Giants, he and the staff, they ordered Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza. All right, whatever. You allow somebody to slip up once, maybe they have the craving for it, it, it happens. But then, like, after the Giant game last week and when he was you know watching football games on Sunday the the Buffalo Cincinnati game and in, in Dallas San Francisco he said where were you watching while you were what were you eating while you were watching those games and he said little caesars I mean little caesars like dude you you coach in Philadelphia I mean I don't I don't know where Nick Sirianni lives like where his family resides while he's coaching the Eagles it, it might be in South Jersey cuz like a lot of Philadelphia the people that are affiliated with the teams, the players, coaches, whatnot, they live in South Jersey, which is kind of, you know, you might as well be in Philadelphia. So you mean to tell me you can't find a good pizzeria in the surrounding area, like local pizza, which is going to beat any of that franchise garbage any day of the week? So that should be two strikes against Nick Sirianni alone. I mean, I I, I cringe thinking, what happens if Philadelphia wins this game tomorrow and as they're getting ready for the Super Bowl? Like, what the hell is he going to order to try to top this for the trifecta pizza pizza what does he go he didn't do Domino's yet right because he did he did pizza hut he did little what is he gonna go papa john's i mean nick i i know you're a busy guy and i know you you spend like you know 18 hours a day in the office grinding watching film and all these things but dude i mean get out a little bit check you know just get in the car and drive around the block i'm sure you're gonna find a place that's pretty damn good better than that garbage i flush it exactly So that, to me, is a check against Philadelphia. When you're talking about, you know, who you want to see win this game and and that sort of thing. Jalen Hurts didn't look like he was compromised any in the game against the Giants on Saturday night. But you know what? Was that Jalen Hurts, that he was really healthy, or was that because the Giants just weren't up to the task? Which one was it? Eagles are going to get a test tomorrow. San Francisco's legit. You know, they got the goods. These are really going to be fascinating games tomorrow, really and truly. And this one also in the NFC. I keep going back and forth. back. You know, I had San Francisco when the whole thing began. But the way Philadelphia has been playing and the fact that they're home, maybe this is their time. You know? But with the sidelines, I think you got to give a slight edge to Kyle Shanahan. Been down this road before been to the Super Bowl, been in championship games. Remember, Nick Sirianni's only got one playoff win under his belt. And that came last week against the Giants team, which clearly was not ready for prime time. How about Niners in a squeaker? Squeaker, maybe even overtime. These are going to be fun games tomorrow. We'll talk about it with you, 800-919-3776, and we will do a post-mortem on the Giants. With Jordan Renan, he'll join us coming up at 11 o'clock. It's grass until noon on a Saturday, 98.7 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
1: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: (laughs) Jordan Renan's going to join us coming up at 11 as we head off into the offseason with Big Blue and try to figure out who's going to be back, who's not, who's going to be asked to take less money, all those type of things for Brian Dayball and company. By the way, Joe Burrow, if you want another little indicator looking at this game tomorrow, these games tomorrow, Joe Burrow under 40 degrees, 8-0. So far in the National Football League. And the temperature is going to be sub 40 degrees in Kansas City, as you would expect there in late January. So maybe another little wrinkle that you might throw into tomorrow when you're thinking about which way to think of how this game is going to go. Let's go to the phones. Omar Brooklyn up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Omar, good morning, my friend. How are you? How are you?
3: Good morning. First, good. and 8 8-0 under 40 degrees. But, uh, uh, Josh Allen was unbeaten at uh, in the playoffs. What happened? Uh, uh, they got blown out. Let, let me... I'm sore about Joe Burrow. He has the it factor. I agree with you. But, uh, you know, he has an it factor when he is the underdog and somebody's humiliating. They they played the game with Buffalo Bills. That's how they were uh, so much six points down... They basically annihilated Buffalo Bills' defensive line, offensive line. Kansas City Chiefs has a great offensive line. That's not going to be the same game. And right now, everybody is Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody is oh Joe Burrow. Last year, they changed the rule because of Josh Allen couldn't get the ball at the end of the. Uh, uh, the second round against Kansas City Chiefs. They changed the rule because of George Allen. And now George Allen does not have the 8th factor because, oh, Joe Borough, the new guy in the deal, he yeah. has the it factor. Here my prediction. When when Joe Borough becomes bigger than the game, like when he tweeted, oh, when I am around, I always, I, I, we have the luggage or whatever he meant to that. Whenever that me comes in, he will be humbled tomorrow. It's a blowout. Kansas City, 30. uh, Cincinnati Bagels, 13. Okay. Eagles, San Francisco. Eagles, 37.
2: San Francisco, 18. The the rookie. So, Omar, you're telling me I got two blowouts I got to sit through tomorrow? Yes. Yes, because you saw
3: that everybody was Buffalo Bills and you see how much David Thomas, you're going to see two blowouts and I'm telling you, Kansas City Chief, everybody is humiliating oh Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl already, how imagine you are that if Cincinnati Bengals lose to Kansas City Chief and Mahomes when he is not even 100% what will be the it factor then? So Cincinnati Bengals, I told everybody Josh Allen hasn't won anything so my friend Joe Borough hasn't won anything. The Super Bowl, Mahomes has won the Super Bowl. The only thing that matters is the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, unless Borough wins the Super Bowl, that, in fact, that doesn't matter. He has to do it two more games. Show me that he can do it two more games, and then I will believe that. I don't think it will happen tomorrow. Kansas City in a blowout. And let me tell you, tonight, Brooklyn, New York Knicks, right? Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, don't put mine. Listen, you have a great victory against the Boston Celtics. Don't drain it. Beat Brooklyn next tonight, and I will be fucked up again for this season. <laughs>
2: that they can beat them tonight without uh, Kevin Durant. and. Well, that's why, right? Celtics. I mean, this is this is as good a time as any, Omar. Thanks for Omar's all fired up. I like Omar. Omar's fired up. He's into, <laughs> I, hope <he's... laughs> I hope Omar is wrong, though, about the games tomorrow. Because I want to see... I want to see two competitive games, at the very least. This is the Sunday I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'm not waiting for that type of Sunday. Like I said, I don't want to watch a couple of blowouts. I watch enough bad football already. I, I sat through the Giant game last week. Here comes my New York Knicks food. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, not having Durant. You know you're not going to get anything from Ben Simmons, right? Can you find a way to stop Kyrie Irving tonight? That's what you got to do if you're the Knicks. Ben Simmons is going to give you nothing, right? Durant's not even going to be So, hey, that's all you got to worry about. See, the thing about the Knicks that drives you crazy is that they had that stretch of games against teams that you should beat, right, like all those also-rans on the schedule, and they lost four in a row. You know, Washington and Toronto, like they couldn't beat those teams. And then the schedule gets harder, and they beat the Cavaliers. They go up to Boston and beat the Celtics.
4: Bing bong.
2: And now go to Brooklyn and beat the Nets. Just do it. And then LeBron's coming in on Tuesday. I'm sure that'll be a scene like it usually is. Just win. Just win games. But see, see, Omar was on a roll there. And the thing about it is, look, I, I... I'm not going to sit there and disparage somebody and say that you haven't done anything if you don't win a conference or if you win a conference championship game, especially if you win it on the road. Going into Arrowhead and winning that game last year, that's no fluke by the Bengals. You know, they proved it this year that it wasn't a one-shot deal. You know, there were some whispers once upon a time. Remember back early in the season, Cincinnati started off 0-2. I remember they were coming in to play the Jets in week three and were there and were doing the game and everything. And, you know, that was a desperate situation for the Bengals that day. I remember the leading up to the game. Bengals are 13-2 since that Jet game in week three. Okay, it's not a fluke. They're a real good football team. You know, Burrow's already been to a Super Bowl. Josh Allen hasn't. And really, you know, Josh Allen's going to have to answer some questions going into next year. See, everybody was ready to anoint Josh Allen as the, the, the second coming coming into this year and an MVP in waiting, which he still might be. But now I think the questions are going to grow louder for Josh Allen going into 2023 that, hey, is this the same guy we're going to see when Brian Dayball's moved on to greener pastures? You know, Brian Dayball turned Josh Allen into an MVP caliber player. Dayball comes here. Daniel Jones has the best season of his career. Maybe the magic is all in Brian Dayball. You think about that for a second? How is that going to play out moving forward? Richard's in Manhattan. He's up next here on 98.7.
4: Good morning, Richard. How are you? Hi, Dan. You know what I didn't understand last week? Once once Mahomes got hurt, mm-hmm. I would have sent six guys in every time and make this guy flush it out of the pocket, pressure on him, I let said him the same hobble thing. and break his leg. because I said, he, the, uh,
2: said the same thing. Kansas, say, I'm sorry, Dan. I said the same thing. Jacksonville, I thought, was not aggressive enough once you knew that Mahomes was out there playing on one leg, For minute.
4: what? If they're stupid enough to leave him out in the field, then that's their fault. Anything they breaks his leg or anything, that's his stupidity. And Andy Reid's stupidity and the Kansas City, that's what they – it's just like there's too much uh, – Respectful, or let's not kill a guy. No, no, that was stupid to keep him in the game, and they were more stupid, Jacksonville, by not going after the wounded duck because that was stupid. That really was stupid. But anyway, that's my point. There. Dan, do you, you quick, ever remember on, before, on that point?
2: Uh, though, let me let me say yeah. one thing, and I'll let you finish here. Sure. As far as the pass rush is concerned for tomorrow, remember this because Cincinnati, they were doing it with smoke and mirrors last week. You know the injuries to the offensive line, yet they still made it work in Buffalo. Remember, Buffalo, you had the bad footing because of the snow last week. That impacted the pass rush. So tomorrow, that's not going to be the case in Kansas City. I think we're going to get a real good indication as to just how good and sturdy the Cincinnati offensive line is because Cincinnati is going to be able to come after Joe Burrow tomorrow.
4: Yeah, Dan. My or point is more City. general. Once a guy is hurt, I think the other team just gives him too much respect and says, you know goes out of their way not to kill him. I remember the Houston Texans game against Kansas City a few years back when Mahomes made a long run and nobody, everyone was afraid to tackle a guy. And he went into the end zone like on a seventy yard run. I remembered that. i they they give the guy too much respect. Well no, look at what no,
2: happened you... in the Dallas game last Sunday with Eric Armstead and Dak Prescott. Prescott's rolling out and Armstead has him dead to rights in the end zone for a safety and he almost like just let Dak bounce right off of him, like drop Correct. the dude.
4: Yeah. yeah, it it's ridiculous what we see. It really is. But I mean, uh, all right, that's another point. Uh, Dan, do you ever remember four teams this evenly matched and the point spread total is three, three and a half for both games? Have you
2: ever remembered that? Off the top of my head, no. I mean, I could obviously go back and look or whatever, but that's why I said this could be fun now, off, the really of really? Not that's, off the top of your head.
4: Not off the top of my head. Yeah, bodes well for us. Hopefully they're great games. And, you know, it's just as an aside. If Cincinnati and uh, San Francisco play, it'll be a record third time in the Super Bowl. I don't think that's ever happened between two teams three times. 81 and
2: 88, games.
4: yep. Right, they played that. This would be their third if it happens. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, and good thing the Giants were at full strength last week. You know, They were healthy last week. They went into the game in Philly. God knows what would have happened if they weren't healthy.
2: Well, Philadelphia <laughs> just goes to show you, you know, there is a gap, Richard. And thank you for the phone call. And, you know, look, I, I think it works both ways. As I said earlier, I think Philadelphia is getting a test tomorrow. You know, Philadelphia is going to face a major, major upgrade in a challenge from San Francisco than what they got from the Giants. Last week was like a track meet for Philadelphia or like a, you know, like a light shoot around, if you will, against the Giants. Tomorrow's the real thing. And so they better be playing their best football because the Niners will come in there and just absolutely punch them in the mouth on their way to a Super Bowl. 800-919-3776. Telephone number. We'll talk a little with Giants with Jordan Renan coming up at 11. Got some thoughts, though, when we return. 98.7 ESPN.
1: This is the Dan Grasse Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: (laughs) You know, when you have things like Conference championship games, Super Bowl, you know, things with a lot at stake or whatever. A- everybody starts to come out of the woodwork and wants to, you know, get themselves injected into the festivities, probably for, you know, personal gain more than anything else. And it's no different than what happened here with the AFC championship game tomorrow because the mayor of Cincinnati. Did you see this video which kind of made the rounds? And I know that it's all in good fun and so on, but decided to add a little bit more fuel to the fire with the rivalry and certainly over the last couple of years how Cincinnati has had the Chiefs number and Joe Burrow has gotten the better of Patrick Mahomes and that sort of thing so this is the mayor of Cincinnati and they put this video up on uh, social media listen to this
3: good afternoon Cincinnati I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 and against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father.
2: Oh, boy. Uh, you know... Here we go. If I lived in Cincinnati, right, and and, and it's my tax dollars, that's, you know, the paying the mayor's salary and that sort of thing. When I see something like that, it's cringy. And I'm going to march down right to my local city hall and my local municipal building and whatnot down there. And I'm going I'm to start to do some investigating because if this is what my tax dollars are being used for, then you got to be able to at least find a better script writer. You know, they got to at least have somebody in that building who could come up with something a little bit more clever, a little more witty than whatever they put in front of the mayor and then put out on social media. You know, just to get a laugh or two. I mean, come on. you got to give me better than that. I want to finish him up. I'd rather, you know what they should do? I would have rather seen a video of Omar up there for two minutes, just spewing over the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to beat the you-know-what out of Kansas City or out of Cincinnati because Joe Burrow hasn't arrived yet. (laughs) Give me that for two minutes. Never. And it's kind of like when you look at the video, too, I mean, it's he's trying to, like, play it up as being like some official doctrine, like he's sitting at his desk and he's got the suit on and the orange Bengals tie. And he keeps like reading down like he's reading some official proclamation, like declaring it, you know, so on and so forth day or something. It's it's but it kind of it just falls flat, you know, it's it it just I don't know. Swing and a miss, as they say by the way, Richard, when he called a little while ago about the conference championship games, both of them kind of being so close, and I think last year would kind of fit into that category. I don't remember what the lines were going into the games, but remember, you had a field goal game on the NFC side where the Rams barely beat San Francisco, and then you had that Cincinnati-Kansas City game, which was a field goal game too. So, I mean, if we get both of those tomorrow, I'd be more than happy with that. And think about the NFL, too, because they, 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 they thrive. They, they breed on parity. Like, that's what the NFL wants, right? They want a new team in the mix each and every year. They want to give, like, the bottom feeders a chance to rise up because that makes for a great story. But we're down to the Final Four here. Three of the Final Four are the same exact teams we had in the semis last year, right? The only new participant, the Philadelphia Eagles. But we got the same AFC championship game. Niners were there last year. But the Eagles are the only team that's new. And go figure, the team that won the Super Bowl last year had the worst season by a defending Super Bowl champion in the history of the league. So maybe it's a curse, whoever. No, 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 no these teams are built differently than the Rams were. We know that, right? I mean, <laughs> that's, you know, that Ra- see, that Rams team, they went all in on last year. Traded away all their picks brought in all the veterans, to hell with the circumstances. We're going to push everything we got to the center of the table. And they got their trophy out of it. So even if the Rams are in, like, purgatory for the next, like, three, four years, which they may or may not be, we'll find out. You know, Sean McVay, each and every year, he decides, I'm going to quit, I'm going to coach, I'm going to quit, I'm going to coach, I'm going to do TV. Whatever happens with the Rams, they could still look back and say, hey, we won it. We still got that one. So at the end of the day, it was all all worth it. Um. I think there'll be fun games. I really think there's going to be fun games here. And, you know, as far as our two teams go in this city, Giants were a playoff team. Jets looked like they were going to be a playoff team until they weren't, until the bottom fell out. And we spent the beginning part of the show today talking about who's that guy the Jets are going to be able to bring in to get that guy to make it happen. So they could be part of the conversation. Let's say hi to A.J. in the Bronx. He's up next. A.J., good morning. How
4: are
2: you? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, what's up, A.J.?
4: Listen, I'm listening to you this morning, and I think what the uh, – is it the mayor or the – I'm not sure who you were talking about, but – It was the mayor. In Cincinnati. Yeah, I got, that's epic, man. I would love for our mayor to do something like that. I was entertained by it. You don't have to be. I guess you see comedy a different way, but he's, he's making it a, a way to where if Cincinnati wins tomorrow, that's epic. Like, I'm your daddy. You know, I wish our mayor yeah, was like Yeah, but, A.J., that. the wish, problem is if
2: you've been, course, if you've been following the storylines with the Bengals and the Chiefs, that's, he's only about the 800th person to chime in on the whole Burrow head and Joe and, Burrow owns and, the Chiefs. It's not like he's the yeah, first. He, he's not a
4: trailblazer. He doesn't have to be a trailblazer. He's a fan. Who says he has to be a trailblazer? He's a fan like me and you. He's excited for his team.
2: He doesn't have to be the end well, of the hey, hey, well, Let's be real. Let's, let's be real. When you say fan, A.J., I mean, look, he, he's the mayor of Cincinnati. He's going to support the Bengals. If you got the mayor of Cincinnati in a room, just the two of you guys, you're kicking back a couple of cold beverages or whatever. How many guys do you think he can name on the Bengals?
4: That's not, he's the mayor of Cincinnati. No, but you, say, a, but a a you say he's a fan, oh, and no, let's be real. See, I'm, man,
2: not just, let me... I'm not just pinning it on him. And, A.J., thanks for the call. I got to run here. But, I mean, most politicians don't know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to the teams. I mean, it's embarrassing. Remember those giant uh, uh, parades, and you got Bloomberg up there? He, he couldn't even pronounce the guy's names on the team. He probably just heard of them five minutes before the parade. And, look, I don't want my elected officials worrying about sports more than anything else. Run my city. Run my state. Make sure it's a safe place to live, all those other things. I'm not saying that, but when you do something like that and you put it out for the rest of the world, you know what it is? It's Cincinnati ish. Right? It's Cincinnati ish. Not New York ish. Not the big city. That's like typical middle America stuff. We're not going to do that around here. Just the big show. All right, we come back. Let's talk some Giants. Right? Their season's over. They're turning the page, waiting for 2023. Jordan Renan, our good buddy, who covers him for ESPN. We've talked to him all year. We'll talk to him one more time when we roll on. 60 more minutes. Dan Cross's show till noon, right here on 987 ESPN.
1: Be it proclaimed. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI.